I used to think when I was in school, why am I learning history? I don't understand the importance of history. Sikandar ne pora se ki thi ladai. professional. In this podcast, I give you tips on how to use digital marketing tools effectively. Hi there. Every season, I interview an entrepreneur to find out what their digital marketing journey has been like. This season, I had not one, but two entrepreneurs. I had the pleasure of interviewing Deepma and Seema, the founders of The Confident Communicator. I'll let them tell you about what they do and their company themselves. Thank you so much, Seema and Deepma, for joining the podcast today. And I'm very excited to interview two people. So <laughs> the last time I interviewed, I interviewed one person, which was relatively easier. But I'm very excited to hear, you know, how the two of you talk. Um, and, you know, both of you are uh, running the company together. So I think that that would be... A, we are the yin We are the yin of our company. Yes. So you would have a lot of, I'm, I'm sure your comfort level would be great. So as you know, I'm going to talk to you about your marketing strategy. But of course, before we do that, uh, let's, you know, set the context and let's figure out um, what you guys have been doing for the past uh, so many years. Um, and, you know, do tell me how you guys met, because I'm sure there's a story there that, you know, people <laughs> would like to hear. Um, it's, a so, story. it's a good one. It's a good story. All right. So who's going to tell it? Deepma? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Seema and I have been friends for ever, it seems like. We met in 11th grade. We were both 17 years old, uh, going to NM College in Bombay and uh, starting our, our journeys uh, in, uh, in the uh, education field, in the academic yeah. field, I guess. And we, had both, uh, we were both doing our BCom. We've remained friends for these past 35 years. And uh, have kept in touch on and off, you know, in the, we were, we were inseparable for the five years of college. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you know, went our own ways. I went ahead and uh, did an MCOM and went to the US. Seema got married and went to the US as well. Both of us did our MBAs over there, worked there, had careers there, had our children there, raised our children there. And then came back, I think, within a couple of years of each other. And uh, met back here serendipitously, we both ended up in Bangalore. So, you know, we met over here for one of our birthdays, for a birthday lunch, and we got to talking. And um, I'll let Seema tell you the story of how the Confident Communicator was born through one of those conversations. All right. So, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, it's kind of interesting how uh, from the age of 17 to, I won't tell you how old we are, but wherever <laughs> we are at right now, uh, we've, we've actually spoken intermittently over the last uh, 30, 35 years. And uh, we've always had a very interesting uh, understanding of what education means to us as well as for our children. Uh, and, you know, we both came back in around 2006, 2007 to Bangalore and we found, we put our kids into the international schools and we thought, great, you know, they're going to get that international exposure that we saw while we were in the US. And what we found is that uh, while academically the kids were doing great, somehow the confidence level, the communication skills, 
critical thinking, creative thinking, you know, the space to be innovative was just not there. I mean, we, we were still, they were still doing what we did so many years ago. So we said, you know what, we got to change this. We got to, we got to bring some kind of a change in our country. We've, we've had the benefit of having that exposure in the US. And since that reverse brain drain has happened, we might as well use that experience to benefit the kids here. And that's how we began the Confident Communicator, where we said, let's get the kids together. Let's bring out their confidence. Let's bring out their communication skills. Let's allow them to fail. Let's create that environment for them. And that's how the company actually started. And we literally started in the garage. Uh, we started with our own kids and our friends' kids. We kind of, uh, you know, bulldozed them into saying, send your children to our classes. That's how it began. And then organically, I think as the time has gone by, a lot of parents have realized that being a global citizen is what our children are going to be. And therefore, yeah. that exposure of soft skills is becoming critical. Yeah. So that's where we started the class and it organically grew from there. Right. So we saw a lot of kids and we saw uh, a lot of parents that were very happy with the hard skills that were being, uh, you know, developed in the children in the schools with, the, with respect to STEM, with respect to math, sciences, even the history, civics, geography, you know, the academic skills were being developed very beautifully, but somehow the kids didn't have that platform, as Seema said, to go ahead and fail, to go ahead and articulate their opinions, to go ahead and uh, say what they thought and it was okay if they were wrong to, you know, fall down and then get back up, dust themselves off and start over. Somehow we noticed that uh, uh, failure, were, failure and being wrong, mistakes, were being criminalized a little bit too much. Mm -hmm. And so that's where we felt that, you know, the children were obviously not going to be confident because we weren't saying it was okay for them to make mistakes. Exactly. Right? And so that's the reason why uh, we said... We first started out with public speaking. We first started out with communication skills. And then we said, no, we want the holistic development of the child to emerge. And we want to encourage that. And we saw a lot of parents that thought very uh, similarly to us. And yeah. so they, they kept telling us, start something, start something. You know, we'll send our kids. Let's go ahead. And like Seema said, uh, you know, the rest is history. We, uh, we started with our own kids, our friends' kids. And, uh, you know, people saw what we were doing and approached us and said, hey, I want my kids to go through this too. That's great. Um, so um, I think I would like to know a little bit more about what kind of workshops that you do. Maybe how did you come up with um, you know, what you wanted to teach the children? Do you, any of you have prior experience in that? Or is it just something that, you know, came naturally to you because of what you've learned in the US? Anyone? Okay. Yeah, this is Deepma. Yeah. Um, I, I, I was a soft skills trainer, a corporate soft skills trainer in the US. Uh, I actually started out my journey in India, in Bombay, as a teacher. Okay. Uh, and the reason I, I, I was a teacher was I was doing MCOM at, uh, in the evenings with evening classes. And so I just needed a job to kind of keep me busy during the, uh, you know, the, during the daytime. And so I just took up this jo job and I realized that I enjoyed teaching. Uh, 
and then you know i did that for a couple of years and then went to the us did the mba and forgot about teaching basically almost altogether i went into human resource management and did a lot of counseling and things and then somehow organically moved into corporate training at the job that i was at and did a lot of uh, corporate training for substance abuse uh, uh, management uh and then i don't know how but i just circled back into teaching when we came back to india i was doing corporate skills uh, cor- corporate soft skills and moved back into uh, training the children my children and my friends children and then the company was born and somehow i have never felt that pull to mm-hmm. go back into the corporate soft skills arena Mm-hmm. i have enjoyed the uh, children's teaching so much especially doing it with seema and having that success and having that excitement that young people always bring into the classroom we've just we've just had a ball i think yes. i think you know t- just riding on uh, deepa's experience as a soft skills trainer i haven't had that experience before but uh, i was actually teaching in an ngo where i was teaching communication skills so we said okay mm-hmm. let's combine our skill sets and experiences together Mm-hmm. Uh, i have writing skills i have uh, social media analysis skills so i had done all of those things mm-hmm. but we said okay how do we bring this to the classroom so to answer your question uh, the way we created our program is we started with the idea of okay let's how do you define confidence and you do that through public speaking through debating through group discussions those are the basic things that will kind of determine whether you are a confident speaker or not or writing mm-hmm. skills right mm-hmm. so that's how we started but we realized over a period of time that it is not enough to do just that because yeah. uh, just you know just to be able to speak in front of everybody is not enough you mm. should be able to if you are an introvert introvert doesn't mean that you are not confident you have your opinions but you should be able to articulate those opinions so mm. how do we get that out and therefore our program started developing beyond just public speaking and debating and group discussions we got into a lot of the leadership team building collaboration critical thinking you know those 21st century uh, challenges that i think the children need to be ready for uh, we said okay let's start doing that but like deepa said earlier the basic thing is if i am comfortable with failure i can do well if i am having fun i will learn if i like the teachers from whom i am learning i am going to be learning really well so our, the core of our brand really developed with this concept of learning should be fun because children learn better when they are having fun and the teacher also has to be fun because if the teacher is not fun don't learn from them they learn from people they like yeah. so keeping these two very basic ideas in in mind entire programs that we we created had these two for sure in, at every level and then as our business started developing and i'll answer those questions later again where how do we develop our marketing skills that was really the basis and that's where we started from right yeah so i i am interested to know um you know how what you did for marketing because i feel that um the kind of training that you're offering and your the audience that you have i think you will get some level of traction initially because there will be like minded uh, parents who get what you're trying to do and who understand the value of you know what you're doing and are willing to possibly pay for it uh but then they will you would you would reach a point where you kind of have to you know start convincing other people and you know get more and more people on that so um deepma if you want to talk about perhaps how you got over that hump 
where you know it was just your friends and family who were signing up and then suddenly you know the it, the word started to spread maybe just talk a little bit about that sure we had actually that's a great question because that's exactly what our journey has been where we had we started in the beginning where we had huge interest in our programs and huge excitement in our programs and we thought you know we thought we had arrived right in that first year that we started doing the programs and we we were so enthusiastic and excited and we said everyone who says entrepreneurship is hard is wrong you know we are these people who've succeeded in the first year and then we faced our first hump <laughs> and we realized that uh yes we had a lot of friends and family and a lot of word of mouth that enabled us to get through that first maybe year or two where there was you know uh, my friends children came to you mm-hmm. so i want to sign up oh this one looks very confident so i want my child to sign up kind mm-hmm. of uh, uh t- turnover uh mm-hmm. in the in the marketing we get we got a lot of return uh, uh, uh customers or clients where mm-hmm. the parents insisted that we start another level of our mm-hmm. program so that their children could continue in their journey with us so we did all of that and then the first hump that you talked of, about was that that kind of dried up that market dried up right mm-hmm. we had that we had that initial euphoria and success and then it dried up and then we had to start convincing parents and so we had to start figuring out how are we going to reach beyond you know one or two levels of the parents that we already had um so we did originally we did a lot of whatsapp forwards a mm-hmm. lot of uh, uh you know we'd go to apartment communities and do small little talks with we'd ask one parent in the community to send out in the in their adda you know the uh, messages and then call like minded parents or parents of uh, uh, children with of similar ages they come to the clubhouse we do a little informative session and we get a few uh, 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 we get a few uh, people who were, who were interested and who would uh, sign up we'd ask parents and uh, uh, fa- friends and family to forward our messages that gave us a little bit of traction and that worked for a while too and so that got us through another year or so year year and a half we were also renting classrooms uh, at the global art and at uh, 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 different apartment clubhouses and so automatically we got a lot of walk ins we got a lot of interest from people who just you know were walking by to sign up for a global art class for their younger child and they happened to have an older child that they wanted to send to our programs so that's another way that we got it um the owners of the global arts and the places where we were renting classrooms were very very kind to then pass on our messages to their networks so that went on for another year but then we reached that second hump where we needed to we realized that we needed our marketing to be, go go further and we needed our reach to go further and more people to know about us because the people who already knew about us were very excited about us but they weren't able to make help us grow mm-hmm. and so um, that's when we started our own uh, uh, initially we had our facebook page we weren't uh, that was our only means of communicating with the outside world but we weren't very good at it we'd post on and off we try to do different things and based on the traction we got based on the likes we got based on the views we got we did more of a particular kind of post than another mm-hmm. post but yeah. that was all trial and error 
then you know it was about a couple of years ago that we started our instagram page we started becoming a little more um, uh, confident of posting on linkedin we uh, started our twitter handle and all of that so we had all of that again we didn't know exactly how to do it so we were doing a lot of hit and miss a lot of trial and error and now this year is when we have decided that we are at the point where we need professionals we yeah. need someone to come in and help us with our growth so organic growth and organic growth trial and error growth hit and miss growth only goes up to a point and then after that you need professionals so we have hired uh, a marketing agency and a pr professional to help us because they already know what works and doesn't work so we won't be wasting time in uh, you know trying to figure that out so we have that uh, to help us now uh, take get over that second or that third hump mm -hmm. into uh, uh, into the market in a bigger way the mm -hmm. other thing was the pandemic actually created a lot of uh, opportunity for us because we went online it was very very scary at first because we were uh, mainly classroom te teachers but we went online and then in going online we realized that now the world's you know the worlds are oyster right we 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 can reach out to people in delhi in uh, hyderabad in gujarat uh, in in the middle east everywhere around the world and because we are online and so in order to appeal to these different target audiences then again we needed professional help so i want i want seema to talk about exact she's the marketing major in our in our uh, duo so yeah. i want her to talk about think, the, uh, marketing and the social media and how we yeah, decide i, I think uh, deepa deepa is kind of covered quite a few of it but i'll i'll actually break it down into different stages yes. so yes. when you when you initially start something like this uh, especially a program of our uh, nature it's more like a passion project so you start with a passion project you you do the basic stuff then you realize at some point that you know what this is no longer just a passion project it is turning into an enterprise it is turning into a business mm -hmm. so you've got to start looking at it slightly differently so like you said you know yeah you can reach out to you can use word of mouth you can use facebook but that's not enough yeah. we've got to look at this now as a business because our mission to empower other people has to go beyond just bangalore it has to go beyond that and uh, fortunately or unfortunately uh, the pandemic has actually worked in our favor in the sense that we we have realized that we need to now go beyond our own ability to market through word of mouth or through parent testimonials we've got to now make it into a social media um, you know attempt so going back to my previous point about our brand is about having fun our brand is about learning through fun and having teachers with fun so our marketing efforts when not just through advertising and pr but in everything we do we have the element of fun so yeah. for example uh, if you look at our uh, instagram ads we have tried to make them very quirky and fun uh, if you look at our facebook posts we have tried to make them very quirky and fun we started using our previous customers as testimonials and we started using testimonial ads to promote our brand we are getting into advertising so that you know that's something that we have never done before we were just a bunch of two teachers who really really are passionate about teaching kids yes but we realized at one point that this is going beyond that mm -hmm. and that we need to get that uh, help that deepa was talking about earlier and we have now gotten into a very professional social media trying to be cool and hip with the with this uh, crowd because <laughs> as long as the kids who are on social media even parents are a lot 
on Instagram, they are there on LinkedIn, they're on Twitter. So we do understand the value of that and we are now uh, present in all social media channels. So that's that's been our marketing growth so far. That's all right. So, um, so yeah, social media, I think definitely will help you reach out to different people, not just in Bangalore, but, you know, obviously outside of Bangalore. Um, I think I was having a question uh, when you guys were talking about the marketing strategy. So I got the bit about where you said that, you know, how do I reach out to new people? Uh, so that's your brand awareness stage. And so, so social media plays a very important role. Uh, but I'd like to go a little bit lower down and say that, you know, what is it that you feel actually convinces and converts people? Because the reason I ask that question is because your um, result of what you do with the children is not a measurable, right? No one can say, Ki, you know, my marks have increased from X to Y or, you know, my English score has in, in, increased from there. And frankly speaking, um, no matter what you do, I think there are always more result oriented people who want to know what is the, you know, what is yeah. the improvement. So Seema, if, yeah, if you could talk a little bit about that, you know, how do you actually con convince the people once you start marketing? That's a great question because uh, that's exactly the dilemma we face. So we actually had one of the parents of our students come to us and says, what are you guys doing? I mean, when now that I'm part of this program, that my son is part of this program, I really understand what you guys are doing. But when I look at your Facebook page, I don't see that communication. I'm not able to see uh, that you, this is, you can act because we are about changing the mindset of a child. Hmm. When a parent typically talks to us, they're talking about my child is very underconfident. They're very shy. They don't speak much, blah, blah, blah. They think that their children are very, very shy and they're introvertish and they think that's a bad thing. Yeah. But after they go through our program, the entire mindset of the child changes. And that result, like you said, is not measurable. Hmm. So, so he came to us and said, you've got to do a little bit more about that. So that's why uh, we said, okay, it's time to now go to a professional agency who can actually understand what we are trying to do here. How do we showcase that our brand is about fun, but also that it changes the mindset of a child. Hmm. I cannot show you that a child has suddenly become a confident. Like one parent asked me, oh, so will you have some platform where they can actually speak in public? Hmm. I said, no. I don't think that that is a way to measure your child's confidence level. There are other ways. Mm -hmm. So it's only when they join the program is when they see the result. Mm -hmm. So to communicate that through our marketing strategies became a very big challenge for us. Mm -hmm. So right now we are literally in the middle of really bringing out that essence of learning can be done through fun. Learning can be done through fun teachers and these 21st century skills of critical thinking, collaboration, communication are extremely important. And here is the reason why and what impact it has. So we have started a series of, you know, parent testimonials that we intermittently bring out in our advertising mm -hmm. where the parents themselves come and speak about how it has benefited the child. Second thing we realized uh, this year is that we need to do a lot of collaboration. It's mm -hmm. not just uh, important to just do advertising and PR. You've got to collaborate with the right influencers. Mm -hmm. So, you know, talking to educators, talking to schools and making them part of our process is yeah. the next step for us, which is a big part of our marketing strategy. Because once they are convinced that what we are doing is extremely critical for a child's growth, we get the buy-in immediately. So mm -hmm. that's the other thing that we are working on this year. And I think thanks to that parent who really said, listen, now that I'm part of your system, I understand what you guys are doing. But before when I looked at your Facebook page, I had no idea because there is again, no way to measure. Mm -hmm. One of the few uh, feedbacks we get through parents is, you know, my the English teacher has said, oh, the child is speaking so well. And actually, we are we keep saying we are not an English class. Mm -hmm. But 
it's only when you speak confidently whether you speak in english hindi gujarati marathi doesn't matter if you can speak confidently that's what matters and i think that a lot of people are understanding and accepting so that's been the measure for our uh, success so far all right all right so i just have one last question um and i think uh, because you mentioned so much that you know it's all about fun um is there an example that perhaps that you can give um which highlights that bit maybe something from your workshop or you know something sure. that you posted on social media any of you uh, i have a couple of examples deepak yeah. so the first one uh, you know so we we one of the things like you know we are also parents right and we find that when we were growing up our parents made us do a lot of chores you know we had to work in the house we had to earn anything that we were getting and what we are finding is that this generation has is gets a lot of things and there's a lot of sense of entitlement that has kind of crept in so we said okay how do we change that attitude and mindset hmm. again it has to be done with fun so we have a concept called chilling with chores it's hmm. it's a video that you have to make while you're doing chores it has to include music masti and movement so you got yeah. to do that <laughs> second thing another example i can give when we are doing debating why do we have to debate about the most critical things for example hmm. uh, i used to think when i was in school why am i learning history i don't understand the importance of history why do i need to know about this dynasty and that they fought with this dynasty and then this happened i hmm. never understood that hmm. sikandar ne porus se ki thi ladai kyu ki thi ladai main kya karu that that is to be stuck in my head and i'm like why am i learning history so we said okay let's put that into our debate let's talk about why history is an important subject so that the children start understanding the reason why we are learning what we are learning hmm. or if you're going to do debating let's give them a very critical topic you know the most important topic salt versus pepper why <laughs> salt more important than pepper so when the children come they are so stunned hmm. that auntie we are going to debate about salt and pepper and we said of course why not let's start from there then we will take up you know more research oriented topics but the buy in comes in the children mm-hmm. enjoy themselves and we have so much fun it's like our class is all about fun and i think that's why that is probably the reason why we have remained very young thanks to our students <laughs> yeah. and the classes have been very successful so those are a couple of examples that i can think of <laughs> yeah it does sound like fun <laughs> <laughs> just to add to that a little yeah. bit is that the the fun element also comes in when you don't give the kids too much structure mm-hmm. see when they come in and they want that they actually want structure they actually crave structure because what happens is they don't have to think right mm-hmm. they're so used to the box being created for them that they just happily want to go inside that box and sit in it mm-hmm. and there's not as much effort or not as much work that is required of them when we come in and we say we just give them for example one of our uh, speech topics is i come i come alive when hmm. and it's dot 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 hmm. and they will ask us 15 questions because they want to tie it down and you know have it nicely and clearly structured so then they have to only do research on that little bit of thing that we told them and we say we're not going to answer any of your questions hmm. i come alive when hmm. and you have 10 kids coming into the class and doing completely wacky speeches completely out of the box speeches nobody talks about a subject from school nobody talks about math and science they're talking about dance they're talking about music they're talking about art they're talking about sketching they're talking about drawing these may not be their forever careers but they come alive with that and we're saying accept it acknowledge it and 
let it be part of you it's mm. okay you don't have to be one sided what happens as parents is we become and i've been guilty of this too we become so focused on uh, you know uh, uh, in by fourth standard you have to do you know milestone achievement fourth yeah. standard you do this eighth standard you do this high, high school you do that 12th standard you get such and such marks then you go into art science commerce then you do blah 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 so everything is laid out for them but how about you come into this one place with these two crazy women who say what do you want to do other than that <laughs> and so i i just love it when these people come to us when these children come to us and say auntie we're missing your class or auntie what can i do if or they ask these questions because they know they are not going to be judged they are allowed to be who they are see struggle is there struggle is there when things we realize that even in our entrepreneurship journey you struggle when things are not working out and then when they start working out you struggle about different things right because you've got to keep the growth you've got to pay your people you've got to hire more people you so struggle is always there let's accept that struggle let's um, let's invite that struggle in and say you know what i'm going to have fun with the struggle in spite of the struggle despite the struggle and it's all going to be okay mm -hmm. and if we and that's what our resilience building workshops are is create that resilience to accept everything that life throws at you not just the good marks not just the fun stuff not just the uh, praise you know the other thing i i was just thinking about last night is our kids are addicted to praise because we keep mm. saying that we cannot know we cannot criticize them we cannot say anything wrong so some children are constantly criticized and so we demonize failure mm. some children are constantly praised so they don't know what failure is and both sides to me is a problematic issue let's show them all of life and say this is why we are here I remember I read this out to my daughter a long time ago, so I'm probably going to uh, butcher the quote, but I'm just going to say it that if God created these beautiful oceans and this wonderful nature and these gorgeous green trees and this lovely mountains and this beautiful planetary system and the sun and the moon and the stars, and He also thought that He needed one of you in the world, you're special, but it's not going to be all you know wine and roses mm -hmm. the thorns are going to come peeping through sometimes we are going to deal with it so that we can enjoy the the good stuff right and mm -hmm. when we i i tried doing that with my children i've made a lot of mistakes but i think i'm doing it better with my students now because i'm learning from the mistakes that we made uh with our kids with our yeah. own kids yeah <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so it was extremely fun talking to the two of you. Uh, and you know, if, if this interview was fun, I'm sure your classes would be even better. Um, and I think like when the both of you gave me examples, I felt that yes, uh, your, uh, your initial class or the class that you're talking to right now would be your best advocates, you know, because if somebody has had um, a lot of fun, those are the emotions that they take back, right? At the end of the day for the child, it's not uh, it's not really about, uh, like I said, about English marks, but it's it's how you made them feel. And that's, I think, would be your best kind of marketing uh, strategy that, you know, when you talk about so much fun we've had and we've still learned 
uh, you know, so much more. So um, thank you so much, uh, uh, Deepma and Seema, for joining me today and, you know, talking about yourself. And I do wish you all the best with what you're trying to do in these next couple of years and hope to see you uh, reach out to more and more children across India because I think what you're doing is really, really great. So thank you so much. Thank you, Pallavi. Thank you for having us. I'm chatting with you. As you can tell from the interview, we had lots of fun. On a serious note, both Seema and Deepma have invested time to understand and measure the impact of their marketing. As a self-funded company, they started by reaching out to their friends and family. Due to the high quality of their work, this set of customers referred them to new customers. They also identified the locations where they could meet their intended customers, like in schools. Both the entrepreneurs are clear about what kind of presence they want to have on social media so that their followers identify their brand and engage with them. During the pandemic, they pivoted to an online model so that their customers continue to improve their skills. They value customer feedback and in fact gave an example of how the feedback helped them improve their marketing strategy. Through that feedback, they realized the importance of using social proof to make their results more visible to new customers. To grow their business further this year, they have started to collaborate with influencers in their area. I hope you like this interview and can apply some of these learnings to your business. I'll be back with my regular podcast episode after a short break. See you!